welcome back to another edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Once again, coming at you with a brand new episode. Um, this time joined by myself, Phil, my mate Drew, and my other good mate, Victor. Um, unfortunately, Kent can't be with us this week. He's uh, actually uh, off too busy celebrating the fact that last week's episode was the 50th edition of Kent and the Steering Team. Anyway, on with the show. Um, Drew, Victor, how are you? Good, good. Very, very good. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. Oh, of course. We're happy to have you. You were excellent last time. You're probably the best guest we've ever had on the show, ever, of any guest that we've ever had, ever. 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 Well, don't tell the other guests, then. No. Well, they'll hear that. <laughs> I know. I, I'm saying that out of the love of them. Well. Yes. I guess. Um, yeah. So, uh, that's the, that's yeah. the intro part. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Drew, what have you been up to? Oh, I've Stuff been and things. running around celebrating 50 episodes with Kent, you know? Oh, yeah, as, <laughs> as you do. Man. Um, it's funny. It... 50? No, you can. Yeah, 50. 50? It's funny. Um, we, we, said it, we said it last week after we finished recording that, oh, that was the 50th episode. Oh, oh interesting. Oh, well. Anyway. Time flies, I guess. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. Couple couple of weeks and we'll be um, <coughs> cracking that one year mark. Yes, exactly. 52 will be the one year mark, will it not? Okay, so I'm wondering about this. Do we celebrate on 52 or do we celebrate on 53 because it's the completion of 52 weeks? Or do we celebrate at 52 because it's the last episode of... The year. The year. Why don't, well, I don't we know. have a double <laughs> celebration? Okay, sure. We'll equally celebrate. We'll celebrate. We'll say goodbye. What are you do and we'll for welcome. your celebration? That's the real question. Not oh, sure. I, might no eat, I might eat cake. I'll put on like a hat or something like that. But because it's a podcast, <laughs> neither of them will matter. Yeah, let's let's go get some Cole's <laughs> chocolate mud cakes. Woolies mud cake. Okay, all Woolies. I don't mind. They're both good. Ugh. Woolies mud cake's better. Is that because you're a Woolies man? Yes. Okay. Wholeheartedly a Woolies man. Well, I I'm mean, going to have a strepsil. They, they decided to only give away their plastic bags for free for a week, so, you know. Oh, who cares about plastic bags? <laughs> I read the greatest thing today. Australia was more comfortable changing PMs than they were adjusting to plastic bags oh my God. being removed. <clears throat> that's, that's true, though. It is so true. The amount of furor over that, of changing the bags, but of the Prime Minister was like, yeah, all right, that's a bit stupid, isn't it? And yeah. anyway... Yeah. I think it's because we have, I think it's because we have more respect for plastic bags than we do politicians. <laughs> I seriously did not know that much about the changing of PMs until it literally happened. Well, we've... I feel really bad. I feel like I, I, I don't pay as enough attention on politics or Australian politics. So a very uh, then I should a very abridged version of it. Um... The same politician who helped stage the previous coup to get Turnbull in for Abbott decided to stage another coup, except he planned to put himself in the top job this time. (laughs) And he fucked up. So basically what happened with Gillard and um, Rudd, right? Yep. 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 Right. Yep. So it's funny. So Dutton, who who did Mm. this, um, the aim was for him to be the leader. So he went out and celebrated the night before. Whereas Scott, <laughs> Scott Morrison, that night, was calling around looking for the numbers. So the following day, when Dutton marched into Turnbull's office, dropped the letter on his desk and said, yep, I've got the numbers to have a spill. So Turnbull yeah. said, okay, well, I resign and 
let's have a spill then. And so Dutton was like, oh, here we go. I'm going to be prime minister. Whoops. No, you're not. Scott Morrison came in and swept it straight out from underneath him. Swept it. Now, mm-hmm. as far as Voldemort himself lost it. Do we know what the yeah. final count was? Did did Dutton fall behind Julie Bishop as well? Um, I don't know. I don't think Bishop ran in the end because ah. she didn't have the numbers. Wow. So our so, so our, it was like an internal election. Yeah. 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 Within the party. Exactly. Okay. Right. Um. And and it uh, see. The complaint from Australia is, well, we didn't elect that person as a leader. That's my complaint as well. We didn't elect you as the leader. Mm. But then what Australian politicians' um, view of it is, is that we're not America. You don't have a popular vote for a president um, Mm. or a prime minister here. You just vote for the party. Yes, that's true. But at the same time in the US, it doesn't actually matter what the popular vote is. The party can still win it. Seeing yep. as we have, you know, in the US, the president is the person that lost the popular vote. Um, mm. But still, we vote for the party whose leader at the time is who that person is. We're not, we, we are voting mm. for the person to be prime minister. We are absolutely voting for that. It's the same. Well, I guess that's the main role. Like, yeah. I guess that is the main role. It's of the, the same. It's, I think it's partly the same reason why Bill Shorten yeah. hasn't been, or Labour hasn't been in power, because people don't want to vote for Bill Shorten. I yeah. think they'd v- happily vote for Labour, but they don't want to vote for the for him. So, in some ways, we are voting for who Prime Minister is. So you can't turn around and say, oh, well, it's not like America. Well, go fuck yourself. It is like America. I don't get a choice. <laughs> I, I, I have to vote. So yeah. that's who I'm voting for. Well, well, it's not that you have to vote. You have to go in and fill out the paper and sign yourself off on the register. <laughs> You technically have. You can put. You can no, tick no boxes. No, 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 you, if you no, get away with no, that. no, you do because if you don't vote, you are donkey voting, and donkey voting means you're voting for the people currently in power. You're, so your vote still counts, but not yeah. the one. Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. So you yeah. might not give. A, you might go in there to, and I didn't know that that to go in there and just sabotage your ballot paper and say, "No, nah, fuck it, I don't care." Mm-hmm. Your your vote then counts automatically by default for the pe- yeah. person who's currently leader. So it's like, I can't just do nothing. I can't be like, go fuck yourself. I don't care. Especially when I get so annoyed at politics because it's so stupid that well, I don't care about who wins. Then it's like, no, but just because you don't care, you still count. No, fuck off. I don't want to I don't want to choose about... I don't care about this bullshit and I don't want to vote for it. Well, I don't care. There are some fantastic alternatives. If you give that ballot paper a good read... You'll find the pirate party, the sex party. Yes, yeah. there's, there's a few options there. Greens. That's true. No, no, Maybe. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no not the greens. Let, let's not go overboard well, still, here. Well, <laughs> well, I think. Well, I do think the the party is the party, no matter who is at the very top. Yeah, like, I do agree. Well, that's okay. true. Abs- well, that's- absolutely. No, no, yeah. but no, but but it's like the Liberal Party is still the Liberal Party. Even when it was mm. Abbott as prime minister or Turnbull as prime minister, I'd much prefer Turnbull as prime minister than Abbott as prime minister. Yeah. In fact, I'd... I think the prime minister <coughs> is like the lead singer of a band. Like, yeah, he, he gets the he gets the most attention. The... He gets well, put like it... he gets the, all the limelight yeah, but the... And, and 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 everything. The... And he like he's the he's the the face basically of mm. the band. But you know. The band is still the band, and there's still like my band, a massive but the last like thing behind the band the, that 
does a lot of the work. Yeah. Um, but people just don't see it. And I think I think the Prime Minister is just... Yeah, I think we do attach um, the, the Prime Minister to, like... Or we're voting him. But the party's still the party, I think. Yeah, That's but, true. But, but I, I would... There you go, Drew. The last four lead singers have tried to go solo, and that's what's lost them the job. That's <laughs> true. Every yeah. time. See, see, I don't know if it's... Mm. Is it illegal for me to say this, but... I, I, <laughs> if, it's, if it's illegal for me to say it or not, I, I would vote for... No, I would vote it. for... A, I would vote for a Turnbull Liberal Party, but I will not ever vote for an Abbott or Dutton mm. or Morrison mm. Liberal Party. Mm. Because of the individual, because the leader isn't yep. a batshit crazy motherfucking psychopath. Yeah, but you know the system is corrupt. If we're meant to be voting for the party, but we're obviously not, mm. and where mm. our suspicions get confirmed every time, or at least in the last four cases, where the leader has decided to go off in a different direction to the rest of their party, and has done mm. in a yep. in a manner that's cost them the job. Well, it, it is also interesting that, that for the for politics in Australia to say, oh, in Australia, you don't vote for the leader. Well, then why are you changing the leader? Like, we are... Well, you, you're, think... Obviously, we are voting for the leader. As Australians, we're voting on, on election day for the leader, not just the party. If you think that you need to change that leader in order to win, you're obviously confirming to us that we do need to... We are voting for the leader. Yeah. This is, again, Bill. Like, Sh- I think Bill like Shorten. I think a change in leader. Hmm. I think a change in leader is like sort of a shift in, like attitude. Is, is, a, is a, a little bit of a rebranding, and it it might touch. Like yeah. a different leader will maybe appeal to, like slightly to a different demographic. <laughs> but and, exactly. Yeah. But that still yeah, so. completely defies the idea that oh, in Australia you don't vote for the leader. Well, bullshit! Don't change it then. Like you are, we are voting for that leader. I mean, I'd rather, yeah. I'd rather in the Labour Party it be Tanya Pilbasek or bloody Anthony Alba- Albanese. Mind you, who what one of my favourite beers is named after Anthony Albanese. So yeah, I'd happily have that. Go and have an elbow while elbow's in charge. Um, you know, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. Yeah, it's it's very it's very very complicated, and I probably don't know enough about politics to really. No, but it's like, always it's always uh, fun to have a say when you have absolutely no idea. It's a lot more fun. <laughs> better better than way more fun. Following down Just the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> By a country mile. Just have it. Um, Just give it a bit, like... Cool, so... um, This is why we don't get political on the show. <laughs> no, because we yeah. have no idea what the hell we're talking about, ever. Um, Mr. Victor, you had a great topic that you wanted to bring to the party today. Yes. Um. Yeah, so... I, w- I wanted to talk about um, movie adaptations of uh, of books. Yes. Um, not just books, but like you know when when people when they make movies based on a story. Um. And uh, yeah, from a story from another source, and it gets re represented through a movie. Mm-hmm. And um, the general consensus. Like whenever that happens, it's always like, oh, the original is better. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of not not so much like go for one side or the other, but like kind of just look at it from a more pragmatic point of view and 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 like outlining what what actually goes into making like a story into a movie and 
why it's almost impossible to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. I feel sure. like, yeah. So, um, do you have a do you have any like favorite adaptation movies that? I feel. And did you did you like the did you know about the original source and um or not? This debate usually only comes up if you are a reader. I've yep. noticed. Just yep. talking to enough people that that watch movies as well, and and they they go, oh yeah, yeah, I read the book, or oh that was based on a book. Oh, loved mm. loved the movie, and, and <laughs> but it, yeah, you have to be a reader, and you have to have read the material, and then you're like, oh well, I'm gonna yeah. nitpick. Yeah. <laughs> It's or like or like you love it's your there's a favorite part in the book and you're just like oh, I swear to God if they fuck that scene up I'm gonna chuck my book at the oh that's screen. always it isn't it <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah yeah I I have I have some favorites though I do have some mm. favorites for sure um, you know even something like Tomorrow When the War Began I thought was done fantastically mm. well I hated that there wasn't a sequel I thought that was such a well done Australian movie. Like, it was such quality. That was filmed um, in my town. Really? Up oh. in Wentworth Falls. Yeah. Really? Right. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I thought it was fantastic. I thought that was fantastically well done. Great cast. I mean, acting was kind of that Australian shoddy, you know, attempt. But nonetheless, like, <laughs> the, the, it, was an, it was an excellent movie. It was a um, pretty good movie. I thought it was really yeah, good. Yeah, I was just really disappointed that it, it cut off where it cut off and I wanted there to be a sequel. I almost forgot was. I watched it. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was ages ago. Um... Yeah. I mean, obviously Harry Potter. Look, I uh, yeah. Harry Potter is probably the easiest one to, to nitpick and and uh, you know yeah. for book readers to, to pick apart. But like, yeah. have you heard of, have you heard of the podcast Potterless? Yeah, no, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's basically a podcast that basically um, goes through all the books and sort of like nitpicks all the plot holes and Jeez. stuff like that. Right? Oh, that's Very, actually cool. Like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But like, come on, it's one person's mind. Like, leave him alone. <laughs> no, no. Like, <laughs> he, he like he always says, like, you know, he's he's like 27 years old and he's like nitpicking a, a book that's supposed to be aimed at like, you know, yeah. 12, yeah. like, you know, young teenagers. So it's not, like, he's not overtly smart or anything about it. It was, it was just fun to nitpick it. Still, that's good. I like that. That's a good yeah. idea. Um, uh, look, Harry Potter, see, they almost serve a different purpose. Like, um, they're completely different mediums. They're Um, they're like parallel universes. Yeah. I look, the thing I like about movies is that despite the fact that one of the key elements of a book is that you get to use your imagination to picture the world and everything like that. And you, you imagine what the characters look like and, you know, the setting that they're in and everything like that. One of the good things that a movie does is it does it for you. So you can focus purely on the story. If you took yeah. out the descriptions from books based on setting and characters and feelings and emotion and that sort of stuff, a book would be probably about as long as what a movie would be. Like, it it would cut yeah. out so much to it. So the movie yeah. is cutting out the description and providing that for you. All you focus yeah. on is the story then. And, and so that... They're a completely different thing, and and I get mm. the fact that like, you know, for example, in the books, there's a character called Jeeves, the ghost called Jeeves, mm. or Poltergeist called um, Jeeves, and everything yeah. like that. And it's not in the movies, and people are like, oh well, yeah. why did they cut that out? Well, because yeah. it's not necessarily critical. And when you get yeah. start watching the movies for the, of more and more of the movies, you know, mm. it becomes 
<coughs> its own beast and the characters kind of are adapted to suit the world yeah. that that they're supposed to be a part of so uh, it i i totally get the idea that um you know well there's the comparison and some people do compare i'm not saying that this is what this discussion is about but i get yeah. i get why people do compare but at the same time just respect that it's such a fantastic piece of material that someone's gone oh i i reckon i can create something fantastic out of this on the big screen you know it's the same same yeah. thing as like some games like i've mentioned it before um the last of us it's one of the best stories i've played in a game now with a game it needs to engage you as well as being a fantastic story so you need to be able to pick up the control and do stuff with it so if yeah. they if they were to put that movie or that game on the big screen as a movie you know you'd have to adapt the game element out of it which would cut it down to be about the same length as what a movie is so yeah there's been attempts in the past where games that didn't have particularly in-depth stories an interesting idea but not very in-depth story have failed on the big screen because there's no Assassin's Creed yeah there's there's like it's a great concept but like once you take the game element out of it the fact that it's a parkour style game yeah. with like little drabs of story and history you know in amongst yeah. it and interwoven there's really not a lot of substance to it so you yeah, gotta make up so much for it that you're it, changing what it is so far yeah but even story based yeah. video games have not adapted well that's it, there's there just seems to be a curse on video games to adapt but, and, but that's and that's and that's my that's my hmm. um my point is that that games where they have such a rich story in it there's no point changing the source material so far to yeah. the point where it's a completely different story which is what and they that, do which which uh, which is the fear that gamers have now when they see their movies are being put on the big screen <laughs> that they're not going to follow the good story that was there in the first place they're going to do their own bullshit thing like Assassin's Creed, like yeah. Tomb Raider. Um, I feel like Resident Evil sort of... Like, Resident Evil took took a clever idea and actually ran with yeah. it and gave it its own yeah. timeline. Um, I guess for like a franchise, it did like yeah. pretty well. It was like, extremely successful. One thing, one thing that I like about... So, um, The Last of Us, I mentioned it again, um, is currently in development as a film... Mm. However, mm. it's still in the writing stage and it's almost yeah. in um, movie hell in that it's not going anywhere. It's kind of just stopped. It's Everything's gonna, just stopped. Yeah, it's it. it's going to go the way of Halo though. It's going to sit there too long. It's going to change a million more times yeah. and then they're finally just going to go, no, stuff it. We're going with this, whether it's good or not, which is what's no, happening with the, Halo right the, now. But the benefit is because it's owned by Naughty Dog, normally a game studio goes, oh yeah, here you go. You can, you can do something with it. They've, the rule is that the person who wrote the game is the the sole person that can write the script for the movie and the studio can approve it or not, but the, this person's writing the script. And if might, they don't approve it, they don't approve it. Might I so, point out the creator, the, of, the creator of Godzilla signed off on the American film with Matthew Broderick and signed off on the design. I love that. That's hilarious. No, our favorite the one. The most recent one? Or? No, the, our favorite oh, the, one, that one. The 98 one. Oh, I love that I, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah really, yeah, now, they now, signed off on it. Now, remember, the three of us actually really enjoy that film, but out in the big wide world, it's absolutely it's, hated, especially by the company yeah. that makes all the other Godzilla films, to the point where they brought the <laughs> canon 
American Godzilla back in just so they could destroy it in one of their films. <laughs> but but see, but the benefit it's of like- The Last of Us is that the guy, he's writing it and it's taking so long because they're like, well... We don't know if this works for film. He's like, well, d- take it or leave it. Like, uh, sorry, I'm yeah. not fucking up my IP, which is excellent. The quality is there. Now, see, that's that's a whole other thing. Let's get on to the idea of authors adapting their own books to film. Because, well, it happened with Jurassic Park. Yeah, Michael Crichton wrote oh, the script yeah. with David Kep. It was hmm. brilliant. Well, well, I think like the, the when a book can. You don't have to actually appeal to for 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 a book to be successful. You don't have to appeal to as much people as making a movie. I think, like, if well, if you write a book well, well, and you and you sell like, you know, if if to be published, you can maybe sell like you know fifty thousand copies and stuff like that, and that would be like a like a okay book. Like, it's not um it's not a bad yield, but when you when you represent that into a movie, mm. um, you know, if, if they make, if a movie makes a hundred thousand dollars, that's not good enough. Y- yeah. Like, you have to, you have to basically take that fan base and then you have to end this, you know, the actual, the book and you have to kind of like stretch it a little to like incorporate, uh, to make other people want to watch it. Yeah. It almost needs to have wider horizons. It does. It can't be as niche of a market. It almost yeah, has to be more yeah. impactful as a one-off kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, look, I, I, I think that every, again, I'm of the opinion that if something is a good piece of writing or a good piece of mm. um, material, yep. hell yeah. I, I totally understand why they want to show it across different mediums. Game of Thrones, George R. R. Mm-hmm. Martin wrote several or wrote what was a te- television writer yep. he would write episodes of tv shows and stuff like that so he's he's he perfectly he understood why game of thrones was perfectly suited as a book for a television series on hbo hence why he gave them the 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 rights to it also because they guessed the ending for it yeah. um yeah. and and to the point where he's happy for it to go beyond where the books are up to because he's confident in the medium in and also because it's being adapted to suit this medium, you know, it's that idea. Yeah. It's it, if it's a good piece Before of work, it it'll work. Itself. Yeah, if it's a good piece yeah. of work, it, it'll work on anything. Again, good game can be a good movie if done properly. Mm-hmm. It's just that they've never been done properly. Um, I really if- thought I really thought that games turning into a movie was going to be the next like <laughs> version of comics. That like when I first mm-hmm. like saw them popping up, I thought that w- could could have been the case, but it never really. But it's but it my, really my I think I think the reason why games do so badly when converted to movies is that the care's not taken in converting it. No, it, it's it not. is. It's either it is either a money grab, or it is to cash in on something that's an interesting idea, or it's because it's had the same mass market appeal as what a movie would, because games often do that nowadays except just completely flop because it's just people think they can just slap the name on it and it'll do good. You have to take the care with it. Like books, the detail in a book, it's almost like the person writing it's more sophisticated than the person converting the game to a movie in that the the care is taken to go into the detail of what's written and so they convert it properly. With a game, they don't take it seriously and they don't do it properly and they don't 
care about filling plot holes and stuff like that, like that you could get away with in a game, yeah. because you can say, well, that was the part that the player was playing. So, in a movie, they just fuck it up and release crap, whereas in a book, they can't because more has been thought about, more complete. I guess. I think I think the um, Harry Potter series could make a TV show. Yes, yes, I think yes. so too. I, I can I, I can totally see that in the future. Well, they're turning maybe yeah. They're turning um, uh, L. R. Tolkien's um, some of his his work into a television series on yeah. Amazon Prime. Amazon's Middle Earth. Because I think series. like yeah, yeah. I think a movie. I think a movie. It it has to follow a, like the protagonist very closely. You can't like. You can't bear off. You know. Well, that yeah. You're talking about two two hour movie. It, you can't. You don't really have the wiggle room to really like because mm-hmm. you know sometimes you know, with, with books you, there might be a chapter where it's just like it doesn't really follow the storyline it's just like a side thing and then yeah like about something up. else and then i think i think a tv show could really it can go into the detail that. of the world do you yeah yeah do you, do you remember there was a big shift in the harry potter films after the second one like yeah, the prisoner of azkaban director mm-hmm. Well, that was yeah. part of it. The other part was they realised after the Chamber of Secrets that the movie was too long. There's an extended cut of the Chamber mm. of Secrets that goes for three hours. And they went, right. Oh, right. They, they go, right, we need to cut back. How do we do this? And <laughs> yeah. the way they worked it out with their scriptwriter was anything that is directly to do with Harry or told from Harry's point of view stays in. Mm. Anything else mm. is fair game. It, right. it can go really yeah that's why there's a lot of stuff cut from the books as you move forward because it if it didn't relate to harry or if it wasn't from his perspective <clears throat> it was gone hmm. purely yep. for time yeah. because they don't have like, they don't have an infinite amount of time anyway i mean it was interesting what they did with number seven how they split it into two because you know, very different book though it wasn't yeah it was necessary yeah uh, and and it also it was interesting. It was interesting how the first half was seen as uh, book lovers loved the first half of that, but oh, everyone else was so kind of like, but everyone, but everyone else was kind of like, well, that movie was completely anticlimactic and went nowhere because it's a build up for the second half and yeah. nothing happens in it. It's such a different, slow movie, but the detail is there from the book. Well, so most again, most of the detail, even then, they still cut out an entire plot of Lupin living with them for three months. Oh, Lupin! Like, like well, they, they a lot to. of times, I, I watch like, a lot of times I watch movies because um, I don't I don't actually read yeah that much. Um, but I watch movies and then I read the book afterwards. Okay, and I find that quite enjoyable. Um, I know lots of people that but, do that. Yeah. Did you? It's kind of like you watch the movie, and it's like the movie is like a very condensed, restricted version of the book, and then you read the book, and then you, you and then you find out the more expanded story of the movie. Well, I've still I've still never read Jurassic Park, but I really want to read Jurassic Park. Would you like to borrow my copy? So it's a novel. Yeah, potentially. I might just go buy it. Yeah, so, so I can have so it. It's a novel. The, yeah, the first two Jurassic films were novels. Right. Um, yeah. And is it like... Yeah, yeah. Is it like a direct thing? A direct... The first one is fairly close, about 80% there. The mm-hmm. second book, they deviate significantly and they just keep yeah. a handful of things and slightly okay. change the setting. Right. But, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Did the books do very well? Yeah, like, yeah, they, yeah. The New York Times okay. bestsellers, both of them. It, right. Okay. They were really, even like things like yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. No, you say yeah, say. Oh, good. Gush about Michael Crichton, the amazing author of the books. Um, he was a science fiction writer, and he was a film director and film writer as well, long before he mm. wrote Jurassic Park. And he also created Westworld, the HBO series. He oh, he, what? Yeah, so Michael Crichton... He created... He, he yeah. wrote and directed a very old movie, Westworld, which the HBO series... Yeah, I know series, that Westworld used to be like a TV, like TV shows, right? It's like an older, like in the 70s. It started out as a film, and then there was a yeah. sequel and a TV series, and it had Yul Brenner, who was in a ton of old mm. westerns, including The Magnificent mm. Seven, and he played mm. the lead. And yeah, it it was this incredible thing, but it was all created by him. And then now it's this wonderful HBO series, but same guy that wrote Jurassic Park and he created Westworld a, a good 10, 15 years before Jurassic okay. Park. Have you all seen season two? If you have, please not yet, me. not yet, not yet, not it. yet, not yet. Okay, I, haven't, I haven't seen season right. one yet. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. You gotta get. Oh, you haven't watched season one. Oh god, it's. So I'll get to it. Season one. I watched season one with my uh, with my girlfriend Sophie, and I um I can't watch it until I watch it with her. So Aww. I have to wait until. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait until the end of So um it's yeah so I'm just like I can't and it's like it's all out it's it's all like yeah season two is is, is done. Thanks, so thankfully like, the fans are pretty good at keeping it quiet. Yeah. yeah well you know one one google search and it could ruin it for me so like yeah I, i'm i'm really because you know once you like once you search something like you have to keep going yeah. yeah oh yeah i've so like it cookies. so like have to yeah i have to make sure not to like type anything it's that says um westworld in my computer or like things will start popping up it's so hard isn't it i i haven't finished yeah. i haven't finished breaking bad yet i still don't know the ending so i'm oh, really? yeah really i'll just finish it i will i will really curious have either of you read or seen gone girl i've um, seen i've, I've seen, seen gone girl. girl okay it is the one and only time where i found that pretty much every word on every page moved from the book to the film flawlessly without really? right. they left out one paragraph out of the book that that was just a tiny little sequence between mm. the characters played by Ben Affleck and Neil Patrick Harris it was this one exchange that they left out otherwise everything is word in there word. word for word it's all there and the author wrote the screenplay that's excellent. Right. Was the was the book quite thick? Ah, uh, it's decent. It's decent, okay. but because like three, four hundred pages around like, around that. Um, I guess it's, it it right. helps that they could take out all of the again the descriptions and everything like that. Descriptions and there's, thoughts. Well, there's very little. Screen. There's very little description in the books because the story is so dialogue heavy, especially with the inner monologue of Nick, the main character, and then. Yeah. And then having the inner monologue of um, of the wife as well, because they they mm. transferred that straight to the film to have them narrating themselves anyway. Mm. Yeah, yep. and to go with what was her name, Amy, and going through her her diary pages and all of that. It, it's mm. actually a very yep. good story to adapt. So it transferred beautifully. Where I I would argue that both the book and the film are of equal quality. Hmm. like you have the same experience yeah, think, either way yeah there's been other books which are like 
sort of written on a like a diary entry basis. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think those are pretty good for ad- like adapting because it's basically just from one point of view. Like it's not a you know you don't like uh, what was that other, what was that other movie um, Into the Wild. Oh movie. yeah, with the meal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that so that one was basically he um somebody wrote a uh article like an ongoing article about him yeah. mm. and his life and um yeah so it was like th- those stories are very like like pinpointed towards like one person and and some of like that i think those ones those um those sources are convert to movies pretty well well, I, I I do like it when there is like a short story that's get get that gets converted into a full movie. Yeah. Because then they definitely have to build on. Someone's obviously looked at it and gone, "Wow, this is great! I want to build yeah. on this." And so they're obviously What's building. Yeah, yeah, building on this. They're building on this concept of something that's something relatively small mm. and making it into mm. something that's a feature length film or that's a full mm. story. They, they're mm. filling in the blanks, and so it's. Well, uh, it's good. Look at yeah. look at I like yeah. Look at Dexter. Yeah, true. De- deeply deeply dreaming Dexter. Se- season one is the first book, and then the show goes and does its own thing after that. It stops following mm. the books after the first one. Well, how many books does Dexter have? Oh, I don't even remember. I, I lost count. Okay. I've, sure. I've got. Th- so it just followed the first book, and then yeah. the rest it just went rogue. Yeah, they they go rogue, yeah. and, and it's fine. <laughs> They do a great job up until about season eight. No, it's not true. Up until season five. Up until the second last episode of the last season. Yeah, that's that's also good. So you don't actually know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's it, again. It's like Game of Thrones. They're ahead of the books. Yeah. So you don't know what the hell's going to happen. And and yeah. they, and they've said they're they're going to have they're going to get to the ending to the same ending, but they're going to take a different way there. Yeah. So the books will still be a fresh experience for people. Hmm. Which is excellent. What if is, um, if uh, he ends up writing. Have you seen. Is uh, Ready Player One out yet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. You can right. you can download it or legally obtain it in oh, the stores. Really? So. Oh, it's, it's gone? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought it was. I thought that movie was going to make a bigger splash. Than... Uh, it made a pretty big splash. It, okay. It, it did make a big splash. It just came out at a bad time, I think. Okay. Had some that was a great movie. Too. Yeah, yeah, it was wonderful. What was that was really good. What was the adaptation? Ah, Netflix's current adaptation of Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Haven't seen it. Hmm. So I I read the good? I read the books like like a lot of us did. Um, I saw the the Jim um, Jim Carrey version of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, saw the Jim Carrey one, which is good in its own way. Um, but that that's a really good case in itself of how how do you kind of make the material your own and mm. take it in a different way so when they did it with the Jim Carrey one they split the first book in half and wedged the second and third book in the middle oh that's interesting oh, okay, I didn't right. realise they did it that way round yeah because the, the marriage that happens at the end of the movie that actually happens at the end of the first book before they move on to the next Guardian Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. I guess it's a bigger crescendo than, uh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they found a, a weird way of making it a somewhat complete story in case they didn't go on to do more. But Netflix have 
absolutely committed to doing all the books and they've been very clever in the way they've handled the material. They've split every book so far into two episodes, giving it about the length of a movie within the confines. Yeah, about 40, 45 minutes per episode and then doing two per book. And it's it's worked out quite well so far and they've split it across seasons. So I think, what have we had? We've had three seasons now, and I think they'll do one more, and that'll get us to the end of the books. Right. But That's they, clever. They've they've been really good, and they've added in extra stuff that isn't in the books, but is alluded to constantly, and written about in in the accompanying material that Lemony Snicket wrote for the for the series. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really good then. And he's written the scripts for the show as well. So he's, mm. again, he's adapted his own books and then added more material that he didn't put into the original novels. Right. Did, did, um... I've, been meaning, I've been meaning to um, read uh, Forrest Gump for the longest time. I haven't read it. Yeah. No, I've never read it. And I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. It'd be very um, interesting. Did 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 um, J.K. Rowling have any um, a- anything to do with the writing of the play? Yeah, she. Think- yeah, she wrote the story with the other two writers. So there were three of them that wrote the story together, and then one of the three of them that wasn't her converted it to the actual playbook. Sure. Okay. So, yeah, three of them wrote the story, and then one wrote the script. The play's, right. um, the play's starting soon in... In Melbourne, yeah. Like, in Sydney, isn't it? Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, in February. Right. But she's been on writing Cash duty child. herself, because she's been writing the scripts to the Fantastic Beasts films. Of course, of course she has. I, I quite like that when authors do adapt their own kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, or write for their own things. Um, Stephen King novels have long been adapted into mm. films. Again, I love them. I love countless, Misery. countless times. Favorite things. Um, you know, television shows, movies. Yeah, they're look yeah, hmm. different mediums. But again, great source material. If it's great source material, do something mm. with it. Do something else with it if you can. Expand on it. Show it in a different way. Get it out to the world in a different way. Well, that's well, that's what they're doing works. with his work right now. The Hulu series Castle Rock which is yeah. a big mishmash of all different characters across the Stephen King universe. Oh. All into one original series. I like that. All of it, right? Yeah, so they're taking characters it gonna from have, all of his books and mixing them Is it going to have any Wilkes in it? Any Wilkes from Misery? I don't know. Any Wilkes and, and Pennywise? Well, Stellan Skarsgård, who just played Pennywise, is in this series playing a different character. Oh, that's awkward. Then he can't be Pennywise. Well, I don't know. He's he's playing some kind of mysterious character, so we don't quite know what's going on with him, mm. apparently. But there's... Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting little bits and pieces and Easter eggs in there, apparently, so... God. Okay. The, the interesting thing with um the most recent, most recent It movie was, like... It, it, was, it, it was a scary movie, but it wasn't scary. Yeah, I know what you mean. Sense. I know exactly what you mean. It, it wasn't. It was terrifying, but not terrifying at all. Like it was. It was like, easy. It had, all the in, it had all the ingredients of 
of like a horror movie, but I would, you know, I would happily take like a ten year old to come to go watch it. Yeah, like, it, it might it, be okay, maybe I, not a ten year old, but like no, but I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I totally get it though. You're right. It it yeah. it had the perfect it had everything to be a horror movie, but it wasn't mm. a scary movie at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think like it didn't it didn't really um it didn't really use um that much like suspense and they showed um Pennywise very frequently. Yeah. So like I think with 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 a lot of horror movies, they um, they basically withhold like they they don't show the monster mm-hmm. for, like for most of the movie, and that kind of like that suspense and like push and pull. Well, it's um, basically plays with your emo- like your imagination for the entire movie, mm. and that, I, I think that is more act- actually scarier than seeing it. Yeah, hundred so, like, percent. Well, that's always, yeah. the Jaws effect. Yeah. That was the whole so crux like, of Jaws. Yeah. So with the most recent one, they they showed him like pretty frequently. Yeah. Well, should write it right at the, the start. Yeah, yeah. And um, so there was no like, there was no surprise basically, um, even though like the, everything else was it it it, it was a horror movie. Like you you that 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 is the genre. The things but, um, the things he. Yeah does though and the things he causes to happen those Mm. are the real terrors Mm. especially especially like the parents and the other people in the town they're the scary things um the the boy that's constantly sick his mother she's quite terrifying Mm. um Mm. the girl's father the like that's a really confronting sort of thing and i think it's trying to the whole point is that pennywise plays on your fears so it's mm. not necessarily that he's meant to look scary or or be terrifying. It's mm. what he's capable of yeah. that causes the spook. And it's a very different yeah. way of approaching horror. Mm. It, it still works, but it, you're right. It, it is missing that, yeah. that element of mystery there. Yeah, which I think is a good thing. Like, it, it, it's... It didn't need it. You know, it's, it's easy. Yeah, it didn't need it. It didn't, no. it didn't really need it. And, it. and it would have, like... And this way, it appeals to a much larger audience. Well, it certainly mm. appealed. Um, it's instead of making it into like. Speaking yeah. of though, Drew, you need to finish watching the Conjuring movies and the Annabelle movies so we can go see the Nun when it comes out. Oh yes, I, I knew that you were going to be saying that to me at some point soon. The Nun. I seen an ad for it. It looks terrifying. I can't wait. Um, <laughs> speaking of Nun, though, well, not speaking of nuns, but um, I don't know what the connection is at all. But I'm sure there is somewhere. Church. Uh, we spoken for. Yeah, church, we'll say. Uh, we've spoken about um, that for a, quite a while there. Um, perhaps we should move on to our next topic of discussion. Briefly, yes. I should say. Yes. Uh, and that is <laughs> absolutely batshit crazy bride. Yay! <laughs> Yay, batshit crazy bride. So I so we got linked this story um, from our great mate, Svenja. Um, and I, I, by chance, saw the link and I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, i got to save that. And I saved it to one of my tabs to look at it. And then I was scrolling through Facebook a little while later and I saw the story myself and I started reading and I was like, oh, this is just brilliant how crazy this person is. Um, so thank you, Svenja. You, 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 uh, you first. You got the link in first. Um, <laughs> but, but essentially, Drew, do you have that story still in front of you? Uh, I will in a minute. 
No worries. Um, essentially, it's, it revolves around um, <coughs> a woman posting a rant up to Facebook, um, starting off by saying how, um, you know, she's going off on a holiday and that she needs to be, she will be left alone um, and that she will be blocking everyone and cancelling her Facebook accounts <laughs> right away. <laughs> Because of an event that happened. The event that happened was her wedding. Or event that didn't happen. Which was her mm. wedding. Um, she has broken up with her partner now. Who she was meant to be getting married to. Um, and reason being is that there was not the support. There were fights. There was anguish. Over how badly wrong her wedding plans went. Alrighty. Drew? So. Uh, how... You know what? I don't think I can phrase it any better than the news article from Yahoo 7. This bride was set to marry the love of her life in an extravagant blowout wedding when things quickly came crashing down to earth. In order to fund her dream day, American bride Susan had asked for cash donations from her friends and family to the tune of 1500 US dollars. For those of you down under, that's closer to about two grand. And threatened that her nearest and dearest would only be welcome at the wedding if they complied with this request. But when Exactly. Yeah. But when many confessed they wouldn't be able to fork out such a significant sum, she let loose in an expletive ridden Facebook rant, which has since gone viral. Of course it did. So, she was looking to have her wedding where? Does it say? Does it, 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 it costs $60,000. That's what yeah. the Elite Daily is. Exactly. So, the wedding was $60,000. Um, she had gone to see a psychic who told her to do this, to have this wedding. So, obviously, you know, there's absolutely no insanity there whatsoever. Mm. Um she, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. So she was supposed to have this wedding in... US. She, US and she was going to have it in Aruba or something like that? I don't know. Mm. So she was having this wedding, and it didn't happen, because no one... Wa- I think eight people... I think the article says eight people eight RSVP'd people replied, to a wedding. Yeah. And sent them <coughs> um, the check. <laughs> her her, her um, maid of honor had said that she would happily give $5,000. Should... Oh. Should everyone turn up and this be paid for properly? When she found out no one was going to be there, she was like, well, uh, then I can't give you $5,000 because it won't give you the wedding that you want. So what's the point in giving giving you the money? Um, She then told her friend to get stuffed and has completely disowned her friend. Um, Her husband tried to calm things down and was like to the friend, no, look, don't worry about it. Look, she's being, yeah, she's being like over the top and dramatic and like that. And then the wife got pissed off at the husband. Well, bride to be got pissed off at the husband to be because he didn't back her up with this batshit fucking crazy idea um 60 so yeah so no one showed up and she doesn't want to uh, the best part was towards the end of the article she said she'll give back the money to these people that had already rsvp'd if they promise to give back her mental anguish that she suffered in not being able to go on this dream wedding of hers like Oh, the bloody nerve of this horrible piece of shit. Like, what a horrible person. What's what's the quote she said? She said she just wanted to be able to be a Kardashian for the day. 
Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I oh, well, I'm sorry that you can't because no one gives a shit about giving you one thousand five hundred dollars to go to this wedding. So they have to fly themselves there and mm. give you one thousand. Like, nah, get stuffed. Why should they pay one thousand five hundred dollars and their flights and everything to get there? Like, is she insane? I don't think. I don't think I'll, I'll ever know um, or understand how obsessed um like how how much females fantasize about their own wedding oh it, well I some think, females not I th- all i think females. I, i'd like i'm not being i'm not being condescending i'm just saying like i, I don't i don't think as a male i can ever like well, but, but understand there are there are guys out there that it's actually all about them like look at salim mahaja or whatever his name was oh, that dumb yep. shit yep. that wedding was about him not about his bride so hmm. it was him so some guys do yeah. it too some women uh, for sure, not all women. Uh, some women don't care about weddings. Some men don't care about weddings. Yeah, it's more like yeah, it's more like you hear stories. You, you always hear like the narrative of like like the, like a girl like she started planning her wedding since it was she was twelve. Like that's very like a very stereotypical hundred um, yeah. percent uh, example, and it's maybe a very general one. But um, but you you never hear like a dude. <laughs> like planning his wedding since he was twelve years old. So like, like th- there is something more to it. To I, I feel to the to from the female. It's that dr- it's that it's that that princess dream. I guess you it, know that, that it's that. Yeah. Have you read but, the whole rant? Yes. It's it no. just it's beautiful. My ex's Highlight. family. <laughs> my ex's family offered to contribute three thousand dollars, so our request for fifteen hundred for all other guests was not fucking out of the ordinary. Like we, like, we made it clear, if you couldn't contribute, you weren't invited to our exclusive wedding. It's a once and a lifetime opportun- uh, once and a lifetime party. <laughs> but that's it, though. That's why no one RSVP'd because they couldn't uh, contribute, and also the father of the the, the 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 groom's parents wanting to contribute. Sure, because it's their son's wedding. Sure, they would want to contribute, but like not for oh, to it, say. Oh, it's not a hard. It's not that much to ask for fifteen hundred dollars. Well, go fuck yourself. It is a lot of money, you idiot. Here's another highlight: sixty grand. We also set up a GoFundMe that only got us two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. I think because that's, that's no a pretty, cares. That's a pretty solid yield. Like, these days, you can, considering what what considering what she is proposing, these days you can get an Xbox bucks. for that. Someone actually, <laughs> but someone act like if somebody saw this and said and and got two hundred fifty, I think I think that considering it's such a bad offer, yeah, like. It's 250 bucks is not bad. Someone should have tweeted the link and tagged the Kardashians in it and let them fund it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they have too many offers to to even get through to this. So from well, from you know, more I, crazy just, brides. Well, I just anything, really. I just can't believe that there's people that self-centered and that ignorant out there. Like that are that selfish and arrogant. Like you piece of shit. I love that it broke down the wedding, though. You know what? In oh, fact, yeah. in fact, I'm going to jump straight into this next segment. Of course, if you want to be on this show, uh, make sure you contact us on the Facebook page or directly. Um, just like Victor did, he's on the show for the second time. We love having him here, and we would happily have him back again. Of course. of course, if you are on the show and it's your first episode, you're 
you're, you will definitely be awarded this. On your second episode, eh, not so much. Um, <laughs> this week, that brings us straight to this segment, um, Sick Kent of the Week. Woo! Now, I would like to, to nominate someone, and that is not... We were talking off-air before about who we should give this to, and we were saying we should give it to the batshit crazy bride, the bridezilla. I, no, I disagree. I say I want to give it... Uh, my nominee is the ex-partner of but this left. batshit crazy bride. Yes. Because... He dodged a massive fucking bullet, and because he dodged that bullet, he deserves the world, and he deserves this award. So that's my nominee. He's my hero. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. Okay, whatever your name is, guy who dodged batshit crazy, bro, <coughs> you are this week's sick hint of the week. Woo! Congratulations. You've Woo! done a fantastic job Ta-da! there. He got it. What a what he's a! Like, he's just sitting back and watching, watching the chaos unfold. And yeah, like, pretty much. Wow. Just like, oh, gee, I'm out of this. So now, Wait, the so bride... he he not he, like wanted to put money into it. Well, he to... was go- he was going to it. They had a shared bank okay. account. They had about fifteen thousand dollars in it for this wedding, <laughs> and that would have funded their normal wedding. But then she was like, no, no, the psychic said we have to do it in Aruba or something like that. <laughs> the so psychic. then they went to do this other thing. Um, <laughs> And that didn't happen. So, you know, he escaped. She's now going away for two months or something like that to go backpack in South America and escape everyone that's crossed her in not giving her $1,500 for this bullshit wedding um, and not giving into a shit fantasy of being a Kardashian for the day. So (laughs) It really makes me uncomfortable how... um how famous Kardashians are. That, all that show. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I yeah. It's that yeah. That's just a I watched like I watched like one episode and I'm just like, I don't know why this show is so popular. How did you make oh, it? How I did don't you know, make I don't it through an episode? Yeah, I can't I watch like, it. I can't follow yeah. anything to do with these people. They're just dumb shits. Yep. Um, but anyway, that's why I give it to, I, I, I would, I, that's why old mate, you get the award. Congratulations. You did it. You escaped Bridezilla. Um, that was excellent. Close call. Yeah, very close call. Um, yep. I don't know if we have anything else to add. Oh, we can do a on this day. On this day, uh, stuff happened. I'm not too sure. I haven't even opened up the thing for on this day. So, oh, I'll do it next week. Um, that's. that's I'm it. sure. That's episode about 51. It. That's episode 51. Look at that. 51. Um, Mr. Victor, thank you very much, Mr. Drew. Thank you. Thank you, and Mr. And to all the listeners, no okay. worries. No worries at all. Thank you to all the listeners. Once again, thank you for your feedback. We'd love to hear more. I know you guys loved the um, top 10 episodes. I know that you loved the movie one. I know that you loved the book one. I know that you were quite fans of the TV show one. If you have any other top 10s that you wish for us to go through, um, let us know. Just let us know on the Facebook page, which none of you go to anyway, but whatever. Um, yeah. Till next time. Um, yep. Thank you.